Uh, hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Polly. Hello there. And Liam. Hello. Sorry, he, he turned up. <laughs> and um, Jordan Bishop with us too. Hello, good evening. We've also got another guest joining us later, but I guess I'll do the introducing for him then. So we're going to chat about, it was the event at Boarding Brum. And there was another event at Curtain Games. Yeah, that was it. I've never been there. I do always mean to try and make my way there sometime, but it's not happened yet. It takes three days to get there, and you have to summon the pasty wizard to let you pass the river. <laughs> I know, but I'll make a, I can make an excuse to go and see some other stuff while I'm there. You need to pay tribute to the pasty wizard. I mean, I really like pastry, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, shall we start off with the event that Liam ran? And you say Radley. I was just about to say, and let's find out how much Liam actually did. So who ended up taking <laughs> over the t- tabletop TO page? No one. You managed it all by yourself? Yep. I mean, there was between rounds and at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> do you know how, like, at children's plays, that child that doesn't always know their lines, so they just stare at their parent <laughs> and wait for the cue? <laughs> Every time I was about to say something, I'd just stare at Tim. <laughs> and even with Tim pretty much running the show, he didn't manage to cheat and win. That's a disgrace, Tim. <laughs> well, I'm sad I couldn't. I think the uh, the funny thing was that when he got bored or just confused, he'd walk over to tables requesting to roll dice and get involved, and you had to keep telling him off that he was rolling all the juice out of your good dice. <laughs> Oh, I would. I'm so glad I didn't come with you in charge. I want Adam, the adult, to be in charge. He's like a bad parent, though. He comes for the start of the day and then just disappears halfway through, leaving his kid gone to day drink or something. I don't know. Whatever he gets up to. So, shall we? Uh, shall we have a little chat about some lists and then how the day went? I guess we'll let Jordan go first, seeing as how. Surprise, surprise, he did quite well. <laughs> yeah, as a shock to me as anyone else, I think. <clears throat> I'm just going to um, put it out there, though, that Liam and Jordan are friends, so he might cheat a little bit. Oh, well, <laughs> he used my list. Oh, dear, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone's yeah. actually seen him play it, let's... Uh, maybe, maybe they'll vouch for you, but I doubt it. Uh, so, yeah, I was flying scum. Um, which was uh, an interesting derailment from my usual uh, show of the Republic and only the Republic. Um, so I was flying the Mandalorian with a butt ton of upgrades. Uh, <laughs> so fearless, enduring. Uh, let's see if I can remember them all now. Uh, Maul, uh, L337, uh, Greedo, Contraband Cybernetics, uh, Mandalorian Optics, Razor Crest, Title. Uh, super secret face analytic, which is always my <laughs> secret FTC. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Oh, and a free jamming beam, because why not? Um, Cad Solus in the Fang Fighter uh, with a hull upgrade. Um, Manaru with Notorious Contraband Cybernetics, Punishing One, and R5P8, which is the one that lets you reroll one red dice. Uh, but if you roll a crit, you crit yourself in the face. Um, Gamut Key 
uh, in the Hawk with Protectorate Gleb for the coordinate action and a Dead Man Switch just in case it gets danger close and blows up. And two points left for everyone's favourite tie. A half. <laughs> two questions. Did you manage to use Manaru's ability that at all? Nope. Yep. Most Never people don't seem it. to use it much. <laughs> no, I think it's a trap. A lot of people go for overtuned mods and then go, yeah, I can pass off four tokens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's much <laughs> use, but uh no, I think uh I don't think it's it's useful. I've used it occasionally. Sometimes I'll go really fast with CAD, uh, you grab an objective that Manaru can't grab, uh, and then just chuck over the focus in case he gets shot by like other speedy ships, but rarely use it. And did you use a Havs ability? Oh, yeah. Um, a couple of times, actually. Uh, a did you of know that? U-wings around, isn't there? Did you know that it triggers on defense as well? Yes. I did not know this, <laughs> and I've oh. been playing that ship. <laughs> yeah, this is while you defend or perform an attack, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah re- reading's a good idea, apparently. Mm, it helps. So, I, I think it's just more fun to guess, though. Mm. Steve Bolton agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, what sort of, what was your general tactics with the list then? Obviously, I know it changes from scenario to scenario, but... Uh, yeah, you say that, but I think they're so similar at the moment that I think I've got a pretty generic setup. I've got a setup... I probably shouldn't give much away, but I've got a pretty generic setup. I've got, like, one of three setups, but most of the time I tend to just go for the one. Um, sort of spread my ships around along the, uh, the bottom edge, try and grab objectives near me, and then just sort of go for ships in the middle. Um, go for things that are going to score me decent points. Um, I don't know, I was thinking about this I knew this question was going to come up but I genuinely don't have much of a game plan it's just, this looks easy to kill that's going to give me a lot of points don't fall behind on objectives I've been playing a, uh, a similar like scummy list and I've just been finding I've, I'll pick a few objectives and then I'll just try and blast as much damage yeah. into things as I can and I quite enjoy it actually to be honest this is pretty much what it does. It's yeah. a, like a hammer and anvil type list. If you go for one thing, the rest of it's sort of the hammer. If you go for the other bit, then the rest of it's the hammer. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. The decision making between what to kill or whether to go for objectives is like a turn by turn thing rather than a, I'm going to plan at the start of the game. Yeah, It's just sort of the ebb and flow of the natural game, isn't it? You go, okay, I can't afford to really go for the kill this turn. My win condition near the end of the game is sort of steering me into going for objectives because I'm not killing stuff very well, or vice versa. But it is fun to just kill things. So much fun. Especially, Especially the with the Mandalorian. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's really accurate once you get your head around that ability. Oh, big time. He's so defensible. I think that's his, my favourite bit about him. It's when you go, ah, oh, he's only a two dice, uh, two agility ship. And you go, yeah, but he's essentially got a reinforce because you've got two ships at range one and I've got focus tokens coming out the wazoo. <laughs> um, really fun ship. I think it's uh, skyrocketed to my uh, top favourite position over anything that I've played previously yeah. in the last four years, I think. It definitely needs the leet on there as well, just to open up the dial a little bit, though, because I was playing it without that at first and it's quite, yeah, I found it quite restrictive. Yeah, I did the same. I then sort of went into that Jabber contraband sort of area that a lot of people have uh, defaulted into at the moment. Yeah. But um yeah, I think Lee is just amazing. It's really good against anything that's gonna attack you and they roll really well and you go, Okay, just uh 
re-roll that for me. Yeah. It's nothing more disappointing than getting someone throw a proton torpedo and you go, can you just re-roll all them? And then not quite as many hits. And you're like, oh, that counts as a re-roll. And they reach for the lock. Like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's even more horrible, though, when they roll quite well and then you go, oh, re-roll it. And then it like you upgrade all their hits into crits or something. And they're like, oh, thanks. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> It was funny. I was playing someone at weekend who really wanted to activate the um, the le- the opposite side of the card. It was like, I just I can't make you re-roll that like two hits. I'm so scared it'll become four hits. <laughs> but uh, for four points, point it's well, such good value. Yeah, that, uh, there's a lot of people say like on subreddits and stuff like that who don't see value in the Mandalorian. But I think All it's right. because there hasn't been a lot of it in the wilds. Uh, if you do get the right upgrades on it, it's such a strong ship. Yeah, I've been two configurations for it now. Yeah, that's the one that I was using, and there's just two configurations. It's the one that I've been using, which I got off Crispy Chris Patrick, uh, and then there's this version that Jordan's running. They hit like trucks, and there's not a lot you can do about it. And then when you try and hit them, it's an absolute trap because it will survive. Yeah, hundred percent. I've actually, that, I've not seen anybody else using the Mandalorian optics on him yet. I was going to say, the optics key. is a filthy trick with the, um, uh, what's it called? The false transponder. False code. transponders. Yeah. Because yep. you decide something, ah, I'm going to jam that guy this turn and get a lock as well. It's disgusting. Mm. Oh, it's really good utility. I mean, even yeah. the other way around. So if you want to use the Mandalorian op- uh, optics lock on something, say high PS, and you can't quite get it in, then you could use a lock on something closer as a gamble. And then flip the FTC just in case something like Wedge or Hera comes in to lock you. So you can gain a lock first. Like the ordering on it, it's just, it's so yeah. much versatility. I've been running that. It's, it's disgusting and it's fun. Oh, it's really good. Like, because so, if they go for you, then you've still got your, your attacking mods. And if they don't go for you, then you double mod it every time. It's, it's, it's so sick. It's definitely won me games. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. And for a five point upgrade, two free locks per game. Uh, I don't think I've always used both charges, um, but every time I do use them, you get so much value out of it. Just looking. So you faced Matt Cook in the last round, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he was, fellow uh, Vagabond. He's been flying. He was flying pretty much the same list I've been flying in the team event with Liam, except oh, okay. I've not got the... Um, what's it called? On wins there? expected of you. You what, sorry? You haven't got the wins expected of you. Okay, I won a game so you don't have to play this week. <laughs> because you've been whinging and moaning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mine's not got sensitive controls. To be honest, I, I, I actually wanted to ask Matt because he's done really well with it. I found that um, they just die a lot too quick at the moment. Mm. So, so I don't know. I don't know if he just got some better matchups or not, or <clears throat> or it just I... happened to be the list I was flying against. Uh, just just for the record, so people know, um, Matt's flying. It's one, two, three. Uh, four of the Alpha Squadron interceptors with sensitive controls and discipline. Uh, then he's got Nash with sensitive control shield upgrade, and then Leighton in the heavy with sync laser cannon, target assist, and fire control. It was difficult to fly. It was imposing to have it across the board in the last round. I was thinking, ah, oh, generics, interesting. And then when we started putting it down, and we got into turn one, I thought. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I didn't have much of a plan going in. Um, there was a couple moments in that game that swung it for me dice-wise, I think. Um, 
I think he put about 15 dice into a half in one round. It didn't kill him just because of the natties. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, there's a couple of key moments. Um, but it seemed like such a good list. Such a good list. And he flew it brilliantly. Who else have we got? I'm just nosing through. I would like to point out after that game as well, you, you hear Matt <laughs> go, I hate three adds. I hate three ad ships. And then I was like, uh, could you just look at your own list, please? Because you've got five three ad ships there. In his defence, he was flying the ghost for a long time. <laughs> mm, that's true. Yeah, I think so, the interaction with Nash, I think just going, okay, I need to kill a ship a turn. He goes, well, that's okay, because I can just Nash one, and it doesn't get removed, and I still get to shoot, especially when they've got three red dice. Like, with, like there's a problem with swarms, isn't it? You get one killed a turn, you go, nah, nah, I'm not rolling as many dice. But the fact that you can prevent that, you then have to kill two a turn to really see value. And when you're killing them and they're getting disciplined, it's it's so horrible. See, I fly in without the sensitive control so that when disciplines triggers, I can then use the auto-thruster ability as well. Hmm. And that's, that's really disgusting. filthy. Yeah, it is disgusting. Yeah, I think the sensitive controls is the sort of equivalent of the rebel vector thrusters, isn't it? Just sort yeah, of, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to boost five forwards and then get an action. I think you can barrel roll as well with this one. You can't do that when one of the um, rebel one. You've got to rotate to it, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. But no, that was a really good list. Yeah, it, the intercept is really fun to fly. <laughs> it was I'm a chap that... who... Uh... Who took some separatists? It was separatist representation on the day. <laughs> I just—I know I've been told about. It. I'm just trying to find the list to see what it was. Uh, I'm going to so do it dirty and just say, like... scroll down to the bottom. Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, sad times. At least so he gave so it a try. He messaged me the night before. He's like, uh, Liam, have you got these upgrade cards I can borrow? And I was like, Well, no, but there's independent calculations in there. Why are you taking separatists? <laughs> and his exact words to me were, I want to see how bad they really are. Um, it does make me sad. And fair play, like, there was just some lists that were just rolling up to him and going, right, that's dead, that's dead, that's dead. His Grievous took a hell of a pounding all day. He was normally <laughs> the last ship on the board. But did he have fun? It, Mike always has fun. <laughs> It's confusing how much fun he still managed to get out of the game, <laughs> even when he's taking separatists in this meta. I know, it's a shame because I, I really do like the ships, but I think they're in a very hard place. Especially because yeah. I've got those lovely ones that Jason painted. So. Oh, yeah. I had, I had them packed in there. I've just never bothered getting them back out. See, we'll see what the points change has. So it might be more interesting. So have a look at some mm, of the other interesting lists, to see what happens at the uh, Games Expo as well. If anyone takes Separatists just to get the uh, faction <laughs> prizes or if they generally I, do quite well. 100%. I might buy an extra ticket, you know. Somebody will do that because people like the prizes. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I remember the last time. I'll buy an extra ticket. And go and in, in as Ian Barker. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be an awkward final, I tell you. <laughs> Oh, he's so so much confidence. He's a bit of a <laughs> prickly porcupine, that Ian Barker. <laughs> no one is making a final with separatists. No one. No, it's, it is a shame. Although we, we did see, I think someone at um, Adepticon did okay with him, didn't they? 
Yeah, but it was Doug Howe, so... Yeah. What was that list? Um, it was Grievous. Grievous, drones. <laughs> Grievous and Sunfuck. Oh, okay. We did relatively well with it. Uh, I don't know how, maybe I'm actually pra- put a lot of practice in. Also, people probably just generally didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at second place. So Matthew, uh, Matthew Wilson, he's done well across the board, hasn't he, before? Um, so he's got Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Plo, Contrail, Barris, and Anakin. But it's in the um, N1, not the Y-Wing. But it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of um, Republic and Rebels in there from just quickly scanning through. Yeah, I think half the room was uh, Republic. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a scattering of everything else, yeah. I think we're kind of settling on that Republic are the, the strongest faction in this meta, I think. Yeah. I don't know if they are. I'm chipping in. I'm not supposed to. No, go I think, for it. I think First Order have got the um, the measure of Republic. Just nobody really plays them, apart from a few people that I play against a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, but First uh, Order are really, really strong into Jedi. Really, strong I agree with Jedi. Rich. I think, uh, yeah, I think Fo are up there at the moment. I think that Rebels can nuke Fo off the table if you get the wrong Rebel list into you. But I think that Fo's just got the best toolbox against everybody. I think Jedi. Beats everybody else comfortably, struggles with FO, and FO beats Jedi reasonably comfortably and struggle. Well, doesn't struggle, but has tighter games against Rebels. But yeah, um, I think it's those three at the top Rebels, Republic, and FO. And then you've got the other three in the middle. And you're absolutely right, Separatists are languishing <laughs> somewhere, hanging off the bottom. I think there's a couple think... of um, good scum lists up there as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I think scum are sort of. Almost in there. They're there. I think it's because of their value picks. Just because you can get uh, Cad, Manaru, Gamma, and Ahav for thirteen points is just a ridiculous uh, foundation. Yeah, and then fill in your seven with your favourite. Yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of hope the points drop happens before the expo, but I think we've got it's it twenty fifth is the locking point. Yeah. I'm hopeful yeah. that they come out because I can't see... I mean, this is completely selfish, but I can't see Scum getting that much of a pass. <laughs> um, when it comes to points changes, I think they'll relatively stay the same, which is only going to do wonders for the faction as a whole. I think maybe Manaru might get touched up slightly, but... I, the thing is, still, like... What? There's, there's nothing else, is there, though? Like there's a couple of key things that are doing well in Scum. Mm. And I would it... say that Scum, uh, Resistance, or well, Scum and Resistance, maybe Imperial, are probably the most fairly costed. Yeah. It's just that Rebel, FO, Resistance are under-costed. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, that everything at, at over-costed like... faction is by proxy Separatists. The power level of scum just sort of seems like on the money. It's just like a, a fine cheddar, whereas everything else is just Gorgonzola in it up at the moment at the top, and it's just way too overpowered. <laughs> I, I don't know what scum is. One Gorgonzola. So I don't know I'm, if it's good or bad. Or I'm not, not even getting into this with you. You <laughs> disappoint me so much every time we speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but scum is by far one of the most fun factions to play with all the cheeky little tricks and. 
yeah weird interactions you can do once you remember the triggers I, i've been having an absolute ball with it probably the uh, the best time i've had an x-wing since i started which has been just fantastic some of the events i've been going to seem to have just chilled out a lot and just sort of hit my groove just playing having fun doing well which is always good <laughs> um half the battle is being comfortable with your list though yeah, 100%. And I think it's hard to be comfortable with three agility ships because of the just the rest that they impose. It's so hard <laughs> to just sit back and have fun with them when you know you could lose it all in one shot. So a lot of... I've just quickly scanned through. A lot of the other lists are very, very similar, so I'm, I'm not going to hit them too much. Mm. But I was going to ask, what was your hardest matchup then with this list? Um... Oh, I shouldn't have taken that long to answer, should I? Um, no, it's fine. Maybe they were all hard. Yeah, they. All, it, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Except that last. It. Except that last game against Matt. That was well easy. <laughs> that was. A, I think. I think uh, my game against uh, Ash Ash Turner and his Rebel list. Uh, I think he had something very similar to uh, uh, Marcel's Adepticon list. Although Ash claims he thought of it first. Um, that that was tough just because it's six on five. Um, he's got so many bodies that can claim the objectives. Um, he's either got an extra one of the objectives, which is more than I've got, or he's committing one extra one to the fight, which is one more body than I've got. So that was a tight game that I think went down to the absolute wire in the last shot. Uh, it could have gone either way throughout the game. So I think toughest matchup will be big beefy rebels. Yeah. I was watching that game and I saw Sabine just go absolutely off. <laughs> the Sabine crew is like, oh, you can have a stress. You can have an ion. You get a tractor. Yeah. Well, my, yeah, that, that, that game was much was made much harder by the fact that I thought, okay, Mando's got five health. I can afford to take the incoming two thermal debts that are coming in. Uh, except I couldn't because I rolled two crits out of hand and received two direct hits. <laughs> I took four damage from the, from two thermals, which was just ludicrous. Um, and then That's I ended so up right losing Mando. <laughs> yeah, 100% two thermals is nothing, right? Oh no, he's he's dead. <laughs> but, that was a it was a good game. It's like, it is always a good time up at boarding, bro. I don't like saying it because Liam enjoys it so much, but the, the guy who owns it, is a, I can't remember his name, but he's a really nice bloke. Yeah, Simon's Simon fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I do like that people are going up and like supporting his events. <clears throat> I noticed um, throughout the day you were taking quite a lot of pictures, Liam. So I just, I just wonder, took I just one set of pictures you, of each game. I wonder if you noticed anything interesting going, like any, just anything that tickled you, you know, spotted that was interesting. Uh, my favourite thing all day uh, was Mike Ordage realising he can throw bombs out the front, well, uh, mines out the front with his bombardment drones. Uh, <laughs> and I pointed this out, like, without thinking I was affecting the game. I was like, oh, you're not throwing out the front? He was like, what? Looked at his car, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it out the front. And then forgot he'd done a, a, fo- a forward manoeuvre, so he went through his own Connonet. <laughs> oh, a droid's hate Connonets. Yeah, the thing is, like, I've played Gaslands with Mike, and he just goes, yeah, this is the worst situation we can possibly get from this. I love it. It's just the rule of destruction with Mike, which is why I'll never have a bad game. He just finds everything that goes south hysterical. <laughs> Some people are just happy to play with the ship, so aren't they? I mean, yeah. I've never had a bad game against Mike. It's always fun. 
Especially if he's and gone in knowing that he doesn't expect much from his list. Yeah, I offered to lend him my FO list and he was like, nah, nah, I'll choose this. <laughs> Joe, just looking at the scores, he didn't do that bad, considering. You know, he, he's round four, he got 17 to 20. And then round two was, he only lost by one point. Oh, that was 21 to 20 or 22 to 21, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was taking chunks out of people. Be interesting to hear what what he did with it, to be honest with you. I don't think they're necessarily... I mean, they are in a terrible spot, obviously. But I think I don't think they... If everything else gets tuned down just a little bit and they get just a slight tune-up, I think they'll be just fine. I guess he's just gone with... Bodies taking um, objectives, aren't he? And then blasting stuff. Hmm. And the compulsory Grievous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grievous is, Grievous is still the best designed ship in the whole game, I think, like thematic-wise. I think he's an absolute yeah. steal for his cost as well. He's got to like, name a better pilot for the points and the loadout you can stick on him. Um, I think the best way to kind of uh, describe the Separatist faction is you. it's a, it's an absolute steel-taking Grievous. You've just mugged someone for a tenner, but then you get mugged for 30 quid trying to fill out the other 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> not if you've already got a problem. Call a net loss. Not if you've already got a problem and have to buy everything multiple times because you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> just have a quick scan of... Some tie advanced X1 lists, to, and the rest is Republic in it. Yeah, there's a lot of Republic. I mean, it was only 10 people. Uh, yeah. Think, Did uh, you have another kit? Uh, we didn't get another kit, no. Uh, we want to avoid using the same kit over and over because it just devalues the kit. Yeah. So we're looking at running two. We want to run two Louis kits a year. And I've just reached out to buy the same token, who we're going to look at putting together uh, some form of ornament kit for us uh, for one of our next events, which we'll probably look at running that in July because the next board in Brum will be a very casual one the week after the expo. Yeah, I think I'll probably try and get down for that one then. Yeah. We're just reaching out to see what we can do price support-wise. This one was only... uh, Store credit mainly because we were only getting ten people. Yeah, we had a couple of drops as well, but you, you can't get a, a packed room every every month. I it's mean, just making the most of what you can. And it, I was quite thankful, uh, To in it, that I only had to deal with ten people. It did make it easier. Can confirm. <laughs> ten ten's nothing to to squeeze out though, is it? You know, it's it's a steady number, and that's what you want to see. Just with no sort of shiny prizes to drag people in as well that's that's yeah. a, you know it's showing that it to me it seems like things people are, are starting to come out and play more and <clears throat> it is on the rise because we've had I think we've had four or five new players recently start there's just yeah. two more people starting cool. it, we just hope it kind of levels uh, and brings it back to the same number we are when we started at the end of 2.0. We've lost a lot of people. We hope we can fill that back up with either old or new blood. Yeah. Right, we're going to move on to the next one. 
And I think we're going to chuck in an outro here as well. Is that right, Tim? And now for something a little more savvy. That was an awful impression. If I know, someone's here, they should have. I know, but he's recording. I know, I know. Someone should slap me. <laughs> someone should slap me in the face. I'm just going to carry on anyway. Right, let's talk about um, curtain games. Uh, we've got Matt Coggins with us now, who, again, spoiler alert, he did all right at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to jump straight into your list and then we'll have a chat about some other stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm playing what I'm calling at the moment, um, We Don't Talk About Lulo. Um, it's technically a, a take on <laughs> Resist Tank Ace. I, it's a great name, isn't it? Come on. Oh, <laughs> I knew you'd love that, Ben. I, I did not fact. see that coming at all. It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, little one is sorry. obsessed with that film, so I've heard it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great name. Um, yeah, so obviously he's got Lulo. Uh, Ferris to Paint, Heroic, Lone Wolf, The Shield Upgrade, uh, Poe Dameron, uh, Flyboy Poe, S-Rolls, Proton Torps, Black One, Ferris to Paint, Overdrive, R4, and Crackshot. And then good old Ray with Heroic, Fantastic Upgrade, uh, Rose Tico, Novice Technician, Finn, Ray's Millennium Falcon, and Engine Upgrade. So everything's filled up to the, to the max. So straight off the bat, I'm just going to say, well done on there. Uh doing so well with a three-ship list, because we don't see him much doing so well anymore. No, no. I um, When I first started, well, I remember my first game of 2.5 when Tim absolutely annihilated me on stream, and I nearly cried and <laughs> gave up and got rid of all my X-Wing stuff and then quit. Um, <laughs> and I just was trying to fly, kind of, everyone's flying five ships, so it was like, oh, yeah, I need to try and do the same. I must have flew 20, 30 games with five ships, and I just was winning hardly any of them um and then i just thought oh, i'm just going to go back to three ships like that's what i'm comfortable with that's what i enjoy and think since i've made that change i mean i've had loads more fun and i've also weirdly been done done a lot better not loads better i mean apart from this tournament but um yeah it's it's just made such a difference to me uh, i'm enjoying it so much more i take it the um the the main plan is to kill stuff. Yes, offend. Yeah, it, it means high initiative. Um, can hit like an absolute truck, and I think that's where you tend to maybe think people might go with like a ZZ, or they might split. You know, Lulu down into say Murrow and Bucket, but Lulu is just an he's just an absolute beast. Um, and that initiative five moving second. You know, you've got the passive mod with the lone wolf. Um, you, you've got the that double reposition. You've got the four dice butt shots is you know that the stuff you can do with lulo um is, is is fantastic so that's definitely what i would say is kind of like the secret source of the list but the rest of it obviously yeah you know power proton torps heroic ray with all the you know stuff it just hit incredibly hits incredibly hard um it, you know i'm not gonna lie it obviously really struggles in 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 most of the scenarios um <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, on the whole, yeah, it's got one job, and that is to, you know, is, is to kill stuff. So, and it does that, you know, really, really well with everything that's packed into it. So, I take it you almost ignored the scenarios and just smashed um, them? Or did you just take opportunity ones? I think that's how I started with the list when I first started flying it. And then I think over time, actually started to realize how important those sort of scenario points are. And then if you've got these big scary ships, you can 
scare other people off objectives and there's you know there's other things that you can sort of do so spent a lot of time working on like setups placements how to maximize the the big base of ray with you know in particular scenarios um my far and above worst scenario is scramble um i've never won it apart from when i did on the weekend um i just cannot yeah it's just losing that action to activate a satellite it it just ruins me really and then trying to kind of carry on doing that it just yeah very very difficult i think on the weekend uh, most of the time i was either one maybe had one satellite well two maximum out of the five and sometimes just a four and all i had to do was just just keep on killing his ships to try and keep try and keep pace which is a quite a good strategy so I'm sp- I, would have, well. I would have thought ray would be okay in that scenario being that she's got the force and yeah yeah i mean again like i said i've just it's been a real weakness and i've made some bad choices with the setups and then i've put ray in a bit of a difficult you know situation so i'm still practicing with that and I, I, there's definitely things i can do better but yeah no ray is you know fantastic uh in those scenarios like you said with the passive mods so it doesn't make a huge difference um she's just really really good at just just eating stuff now, come on rich i know you want to say something about this list <laughs> I know you're dying. I know you're absolutely dying to jump in. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely not because I'm genuinely baffled, and I'm currently looking through Matt's run and trying to figure out um, how we managed to pay everybody off to allow him to win. But, um, <laughs> like, so your last your last round game was against another was against Mark oh, who's flying yes. basically the the other version of the list that came up in the resist tank which is putting yeah. um, nine health snap in instead of lulo but other otherwise an identical list um yes. but you did also yeah. beat a um seven ship imperial kind of mixed bag yeah. of tie x1s and tie lens and yeah. duchess and you know a, a whole bunch of different um bits and bobs in there um and yeah. then you've also beaten a resistance uh, another resistance uh, four ship with um post snap um Karikun and, and Greer. And then the the other one was the um like a rebel uh, sorry, a republic. Republic, thing. yeah, Republic um, five, yeah. So I mean just and I don't know what order you did the scenarios in. Um I'm guessing that that helped you maybe. Um because yes. a couple of those squads that would have given you real bother if you'd drawn yeah. the specific scenario. Yeah, so first was Salvage, and that was against the that five ship that was um against that was against Nick Roberts. Um he's also a brother of a guy that I played earlier on as well. And that just really came down to we kind of started off quite even and then we were just kind of just just blasting each other, shooting off uh the crates off each other. But again, the firepower for me just just made a huge difference. I managed to, you know, just he made kind of one wrong move of Anakin and I just met with Anakin. That gave me seven points, and I was just deleting, deleted Contrail, I think, first couple of rounds. Everything else seemed to hold on, but admit, yeah. I must admit, I'm wondering why his Anakin was anywhere near Ray instead of on the <laughs> other side of the board, flying yes. on for seven turns, saying, I yes. have an objective here, and you can't have my seven points. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm worth. I'm a four health, three agility ship, and you have Ray, the only ship that can punch through on mm-hmm. me. And put me in trouble. Yeah, um, I, I was I, very. I, I was really not lucky. have been near yeah. you with that ship. Um, yeah, 
But yeah, I, I mean, think it, I think I comboed them. I think it was a combo of Poe, and I, I just assumed he was going to do a different movie, didn't? And he was just, yeah, it was absolute yeah. plum for me. Right. So that 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 was that was a huge difference. I thought you were just calling Nick an absolute plum for the movie, did? I was like a bit rude. <laughs> you're not, you're not normally no. abusive. That boy is an no, absolute no. plum. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did feel incredibly. I I did walk away feeling a bit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, I, I always apologise for everything anyway. But I get worse <laughs> when I meet people and I'm just to always apologising. You apologise when you lose. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, I, I do. Give you a, I'm sorry I didn't give you a better game. Yeah. That, is, that, is <laughs> that, is, that is literally true. That is so true. I'm like, I'm sorry it wasn't a good game. So, sorry. I just do it all the time. Are you going to uh, um, emigrate to Canada at some point? <laughs> yeah, I'd fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's sharp pasties so. up there, though. Oh, would you be able to survive? Nah, he's not no, from pasty. No, 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 he's no. not from pasty country. He's from uh, yeah. he's from Wurzel's country. That's he's right. Yeah, with cider drinkers. Yeah, he's from the part of the world where they where they turn a bucket upside down, put a candle under it, and then tie a chicken to the top of it. And kids pay to go and watch the dancing chicken because they're burning its feet off. That's the part <laughs> of the country that Matt's from. The I thing, had no idea chicken. where you were going with that. <laughs> I, I, I heard I heard this from my, my wife's uh, best friend uh, lives down there now. She married a, a Bristolian, and uh, he said that it was something that used to turn up at the uh, the country fairs when he was a kid. Was um, the wonderful dancing chicken, and it was just a chicken that would dance on top of a, a bucket. And you know there was some music playing next to it, and the chicken was dancing. They all thought it was brilliant, and they only found out later on that the t- chicken was being tortured, and um, because there was a fire underneath the bucket, so it was hot, <laughs> so it was like hopping from foot to foot, trying desperately not to get its feet burned off. So there you go. Next yes, to take uh, open Somerset for you. Somerset for you. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're, we're going to have um, a Liam dancing on a bucket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a big acclimatise to the burn. <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy the pain. Benny's ginger is <laughs> used to being burned. He gets burned when he walks outside on a cloudy day. Who's that? You will deal with the smell of burned flesh and it will be everyone's problem but mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all gone a bit weird now. I'd best go back on mute before I That's ruin it. That's your fault for bringing something weird up. There you go. It's strange, boy. It's fine. You're welcome. I am um, from just quickly scanning through the list. I did notice there's not as much public there either. Is there? Seems like people no. have tried, tried to see what else is out there. Uh, yeah, I I was looking through, and it's kind of like everything sort of slight twists or having their own sort of take on you know other things. So, so it was quite nice. I mean, um, you know, the southwest on the whole, it's got its own kind of you know little meta but a lot of the people from there are kind of like regulars or sort of newer players um i know sean oakley came up from tin squadron i was just about um, to say i noticed he just went full-blown filth he's as bad as tin yes yeah <laughs> oh, it's, dis- it's disgusting yeah I- i'm lucky i dodged him to be to be totally honest i was actually going to make fun of him for bringing filth and still not winning yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've, got to make, you've got to make fun of him if you get the opportunity so no i i was sort of danced around him all day but didn't actually get to to play him um i think my worst i mean my worst matchup was was that seven ship uh on scramble i i couldn't have wished for a worse mission on stream uh <laughs> against john roberts it, it was it was awful and the way that it kind of ended was just ridiculous i think jordan was mentioning earlier about the, the double crit. I think I needed I needed to kill Duchess to win the game. Um, I 
you know, rolled all my dice with Ray and had all the stuff and all that sort of stuff. Got basically hit two crits, uh, stripped the shield off, and then the two crits I went through was direct hit, direct hit. It oh. was just, yeah, I never, you know, it was ridiculous. Um, and there was like weird things in my, all I can stop thinking about is the amount of times in the game he went over stuff or damaged himself but didn't take a damage. Like any time that damage deck gets disturbed, that's a whole new order of cards coming out. It was just so surreal. He just, I remember him taking the first direct hit and then showing me it. He didn't look at himself and said, what is it? And I went, you're not going to do this direct hit. And that was it. Just swung it just like that. So, <laughs> but that, that was a horrible, horrible. And then again, the X1s are just, the PTSD that Tim's called me, calls me with X1s <laughs> is, is, I see one, I just shudder like, oh, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, yeah. I've had the same spanking of Tim with that those sort of lists, so yeah, I, I feel your pain. Yeah, just seven <laughs> ships. It's just. Oof. I mean, <laughs> you, you bought me a drink first. That's all that matters. You <laughs> saved your pain for it this time, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the final was fantastic. I mean, you know, the, it's so nice to go away and then to end up flying against these squad mate who's in the same sort of, you know, Discord group as you, who design lists together with and talk to all the time. So we had a really nice final game on stream. And um, But interesting, like I said, I've kind of, he's gone for the Raypo Temin. Um, and I did try that for a bit, but I just went to Raypo Lulo. And that I5 to I4, it's just huge in that matchup. Just means I can react and there's so much more I can do to it. Um, he, again, he was really unlucky to lose that. But yeah, he's a very good friend and a good person to play as well, Mark Packer Hughes, so. He did really, really well. Yeah, he was unlucky, really. Just looking. So you both... Oh, no, so he tied his first game, didn't he? So... Yeah, he had a weird draw. Yeah, it was, you know... Well, not a weird draw, just don't often hear about draws. So, yeah, he draw... drew his first game. Draws in general, I think, are kind of weird. I, I find it hard to get my head around. Yeah. I kind of... Yeah. I don't really see the point. No, it was really weird, because obviously he ended up kind of coming... Fourth, but he'd won two, drawn one, and lost one. It was just, yeah, it was all a bit strange. But yeah, I'd never expected to see him sort of, you know, when we were together on top table, it was fantastic. But uh, at that point, he obviously had won one, two, and drawn one. So, yeah, but um, so I guess yeah, very strange. If he beat you, yeah, he would have won, wouldn't he? I, I. Because <laughs> then he would have had three wins and one. You get, I think you get more and a draw. For a draw, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Three wins and draw. And John Roberts, the person who I played second round, um, he, yeah, he won three straight and lost one. Yeah, so he would have done. Yeah, it was a very interesting drive home. He actually even said, <laughs> "Like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get out here because I want to walk. I want to walk <laughs> from here." I think he would just probably just wanted to try and get away from me a bit sooner, but. It was fine. <laughs> it's really strange because Board and Brum was exactly the same. I was playing Cookie in the last round, and he was two and one. Uh, the one being a draw, and uh, so he, if he beat me, he'd, he'd have won the day. How strange is that? Mm. Yeah, we've had some really weird, dis- like yeah, parallel things going on. Actually, it's quite strange. Mm. But so we had, well, we didn't have many, many more than you. We had like you know twelve people. Um, but yeah, I was. Obviously, I had my luck along the way, as you need to, but it was it was fantastic to actually win an event with a list of really and three ships as well. I know a lot of people are down on three ships, and they know they can't work, but I somehow managed to work. I stand by it. 
<laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, you go, you go, man. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't disagree with you. I, I, I think, I think things will change. I think hopefully ship count will come down. I think they'll be a bit more feasible. But yeah, I mean, three ships again in some of those missions, it's you lose a ship, and you, yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of finished. Really, the, the ship counts, the point counts are so high. It, it, you, may, it yeah. is an uphill battle. Did you lose many ships throughout the day? Um, I don't think I did, to be honest. No, I managed to hang in there for for a pretty much, I think, every single game. I think I might have lost Lulo at one point. Um, I remember Ray being down to one hole in multiple games, but not actually. I lost Ray in the very final game, was it? Yeah. But by then I'd already lost the computers. But no, not 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 massive amounts. But when you do, it is almost game over, if, if that makes sense. It's just such a huge blow. Um, but that's why I just need to try and get up on these objective points, if I can. It, it's it's kind of like when you used to see the, the triple aces and you just see people flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's what yeah. you've done all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, every game was, yeah, every game was like that. You know, and your dice make a huge difference. Obviously, you know, Ray can mitigate a lot of dice. Poe can mitigate a lot of dice. Lulo, we know, with the Lone Wolf and stuff, can you know, mitigate a lot of dice. So you do get those second chances with your heroics and all that sort of stuff. I mean, for me, I think Ferrisphere was weirdly more useful. You don't really see that very much, um, but it definitely made a few people think about the target locks and the sort of things they can do. But er- everything in the list did something, so... I was really, really chuffed how it, you know, how it went. Um, I, I, I was tempted to make a few changes before I went in because I've been playing this list for a while. But I'm kind of had a chat with my my ex-wing soulmate Tom Fields and was like, right, any changes? He's like, no, 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 just just keep as it is. And weirdly, the crack shot that hasn't triggered for I don't know five or six games triggered in every single game. <laughs> then I played it, so it's just weird how it works, isn't it? If you um if you were flying it again, would you consider changing anything, or would you just stick with as it is? Like, would you maybe bring break Lulo down into maybe two ships? Or I I so I was floating between sort of Raypo and then you know Merle and Bucket and um you know I've I've tried that sort of four list and I definitely think you do gain you know Bucket a little two pointer just flying around and just like everyone says you gain a couple of points objective points and you sort of done your job. Um, I know it sounds really strange, but just having three dials to set, it's just a little <laughs> bit easier. I know it's it's really dumb, but I'm the sort of person that needs hundreds of reps to learn a list, and then then I have the mental headspace. And what I've been finding is with three, just three dials to set, I can actually think about the game more and the objectives more and the scenarios and what I need to do. Rather than oh I got five five dice you know five dollars six dollars just I you know I'm a PE teacher so my brain is just you know <laughs> not able to cope with cope with multiple things all at the same time. <laughs> well, well, you know what they say about PE teacher. Yeah, one of the things I was going to say is PE teacher. <laughs> one of one of the things that I was thinking about with the list is that it is likely to survive points um, because it's three ships. So mm-hmm. unless they unless they crank one of the two um, of Ray and Poe up, 
um, as part of an attempt to um, reduce the, the the ship count or something like that. Um, so you know, depending on what happens at the end of the month, if if they do change points um, significantly, this could be a list that you know, if average ship count comes down, then this could be the kind of thing that we're looking at in the future um, as a as a viable option. Because you know, if Merlin yeah. or not viable. I mean, honestly, three up to four isn't much of a difference. It's the trying to bring the seven ship lists down to being five ship lists and the five ship lists down to being four ship lists. That's um, probably going to change the game significantly. They, I don't even think three ship lists will be on the radar, to be honest. So, yeah. No. And Trudge and Band. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need to get rid of um, Auto Blaster. That's the problem. Let, 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 let's not let's right. not circle this drain again. <laughs> using project manager terminology. I circle every drain I wish to. Well, before we start waffling, shall we move on to the um, spoilers? Oh, Guan! Don't worry, they're not new spoilers, Matt. They're ones that came out last. I was going to say I've been like watching all day because every time you guys record, they always tend to drop <laughs> later. So I was thinking, what have I missed? Yeah, probably drop some tonight just after we stop recording. <laughs> before we go any further, like before we go any like into actually naming them, I really want to know how they come up with these names. They're so intuitive. Oh, it it makes me grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything makes you grumpy. You're that type of age now, but you're I just am. grumpy. I am. There's things that make me happy are nothing to do with me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've been named by a drunk cockney man in a weird alleyway pub <laughs> yeah have you seen the um have you seen the uh the i don't know if it's instagram or tiktok or whatever but it's the guy who's like you know man decides how to package fruit man decides how to do plurals and he's just like put a little sticker on it <laughs> it's like drinking glasses of gin it's like what about oranges and net apples <laughs> and sticker <laughs> what about grapes a little plastic box and so on and so on that's just yeah, that, that's, so that, that's that's FFG naming things. Um, Do you have a different version of TikTok? I don't know what group? I don't know what social media it's on. It's just a video that came randomly across my internet at some point in the past, <laughs> and it reminded me of it. Well, he's in a group of grumpy old men, and they sent it to each other, and they all chortle chortle that. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. That's how it works. Yeah. As you get older, Liam, which you are now getting older, but as you get older. As well as having a good knee and a bad knee, or a bad knee and a worse knee, you also. When, start when do I get a good knee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play X-Wing, never it doesn't old. help. <laughs> I'll spit into my mystery toilet to keep me youthful. <laughs> right, what are we doing? Right, what are we doing with these cards. What are going on to? We've had some Z ninety five spoil for the, the um, Republic, and, so got... and and the IGs as well since we last recorded. Shut up, Rich. Okay, carry on with the Z95s and you can pretend you knew what you were doing. So we've got an initiative three, which is, is called Boost. At the start of the engagement phase, if there is a friendly ship at range zero to one, whose revealed manoeuvre is blue, you may perform a boost action. Uh, I was hoping you were going to you can perform a bar. No, just kidding, a boost action. Yeah, his name's Boost. <laughs> it's not ironic. He lets you boost. There's... um. It's very wordy, isn't it? Yeah, so it's right. like um, it's a bit like Hawk in that if the ship is at zero to one of him 
and then there's a condition on your movement. So with Hawk, it's got to be a three-speed maneuver. Um, and at zero to one, so it's basically him or somebody near him. It's the same, but if your revealed maneuver is blue. So you could, at the start of the engagement phase, you can three forward with all of them because it's blue. Take a focus. And then your opponent, ultimate gotcha X-Wing, goes, ah, oh, we're all out of range, so there's no point in taking a, a focus token. And you go, cool. Then start of the engagement phase, you boost all your Z95s forward and get focused shots into the <laughs> or something. Oh, only only boost gets to perform the action, though, doesn't it? Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, you you may sad face. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, you think anybody? It, it's if anybody. You were thinking it was actually boost. useful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just him, isn't it? I suppose yeah. getting access I mean, to a boost that's an additional action is fine. It's okay with it. The problem being like a. It's still only a two dice, yeah. but it's more useful, I think, than the Hawk one. Yeah, let, let's be honest. These are all going to have ion missiles on them, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. I just worry about getting the locks with them, with it being initiative three. One with thread tracers, the rest with ion Fair. missiles. Let's go. <laughs> Hasn't worked yeah. for any other archetype. Why, why shouldn't it work now? <laughs> so then we've got uh, initiative four. We've got slider. Who, when you reveal a two-bank manoeuvre, you may spend two charges to execute it as a side slip. Which Why is... wasn't this Drift's ability? <laughs> I do quite I like that you don't have to do it, so you can gives you a bit of versatility because you can see what other people are doing. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you can, you can just, every other turn, you can just go, I'm just going to side slip. And take a focus, and it's still blue, so you can still clear a stress. You can side slip and then barrel roll, and then you know, or do a barrel roll and then do a side slip to clear it the next turn. Yeah, it doesn't change its difficulty, so nice. But it should have been drift's ability. Yeah, my my main problem is a lot of the abilities are quite cool, but it is still only two dice. Yeah, is who here in who here plays Republic? Yeah, we all play a bit of everything, don't we? Can you see these abilities kind of fitting into what you already know as a Republic squad? They'd need to come in as two and three pointers, and then they need to. If something like Barris is no longer available and Contrail is no longer available, then these will find a home. Um, I think that the reason torrents are as expensive as they are as ridiculously expensive as they are is because they want to leave a gap for these to slot into um so that we've got a reason to buy them um, i do i quite like the idea of like the two pointers having like just okay abilities you know like that sometimes trigger like yeah. sometimes it'd be good but most of the time they're there because they're a little bit cheaper which i'm okay about that then i think yeah yeah but you know these abilities are very much in the ballpark of a two-pointer. Um, yeah. I think they're not going to be game-breakingly good. Um, you know, there's no two-pointers with really awesome abilities, I think, apart from Night Beast. Um, and Contrail's I-5 is his ability. Blount gets to roll an extra dice quite a lot. Yeah, that's good. Revis is king. <laughs> Revis, Revis, is prob- Revis and Ahab are probably the best of the two-pointers. But Well, apart from Contrail, obviously. Just have mm. to caveat that with everything, but it's not his pilot <laughs> ability that's the good thing. It's the um, it's the initiative for him. I mean, that's the same as Derek in it, or is it Dirk? Which one is it? It's Dirk, Derek in it. 
Derek. Oh, Derek. Yeah, it's be- best of Star Wars names, old Derek. <laughs> he's he's good because of the ship ability, uh, the the chassis he's on. Yeah. Rather than his ability, I can't even remember his ability. I've only ever seen it trigger once, and that was you. Yeah. Do you, do you know something? Yeah. I can't that, remember that... what it was going now. Was it Ion or something? No, it's abusing the child interaction. So that was um, yeah, you shoot you shoot at the child carrying ship and you acquire a lock and because you've acquired a lock you can clear your stress with it. But yeah. I found out this week or maybe last week that there's a weird rules based thing. And I, I I could be wrong and somebody shout at me uh, if I am, but there's a weird rule based thing about the way that you add things to the ability queue mm-hmm. is that Derek can target lock and then link it to a boost. And he clears the stress he gets from linking it to the boost because he acquires the target lock, even though you have to lock link boost. The way that no, that sounds sketchy. Works. Yeah, it. I was like, I don't. I'm not comfortable playing that. Somebody like said, no, it definitely works, and I was like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable playing that. <laughs> I'm not, I know that. Who, that's who not said it to me? I'm out uh, in the I read, I'm I read out it. In I read it on the Discord channel um, for who, who uh, uh, for Rebels. Uh, it might have been Maui, might have been Mike, the, uh, the Exile Judge. Um, Maui, you're wrong. Else. I mean, you're wrong. I I have a feeling it's one of those things that intuitively is completely wrong. And if if you explain it to somebody at a big tournament, they'll put their hand up as judge, and nine out of ten judges will be like, no, 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 just play as if it doesn't. Um, but there'll be one judge who goes, actually, when we looked into the detail of it and blah, 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 because of this and this and this, it does actually work. So uh, I don't believe it. And I think it's absolute nonsense. But um, yeah, no, I'll fight everyone. I'll fight everyone over this. Doesn't Literally going to go and stand down in the Games Expo with your shirt off shouting. I, I really want to see this. Clear as stress. But before we talk gonna, about I'm Liam gonna, with the shirt off, should myself we talk up. I'm <laughs> it, it it sounds like what you're hoping for, Liam, is that somebody's going to shoot a homing torpedo at you. <laughs> Did you, you like that segue? That was good, that, Rich. Would you want to read the card while you're there, mate? Yeah, but before Liam continues talking. Do you want um, to just boot him? No, no. No, be quiet. <laughs> so homing torpedoes is attack target lock requirement. Spend a charge, uh, so standard munition. Uh, it's four dice range, one to two. After you declare the defender... The defender may choose to suffer a crit damage. If it does, skip the attack and defense die steps, and the attack is treated as hitting. So it's homing missiles, but it's homing torpedoes, and it's range one to two instead of range two to three. Um, and it deals a crit, which is pretty massive for salvage mission um, and for ETAs and other shieldless <laughs> high agility ships. Um, but it's range one to two, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um, on the uh, points spreadsheet the last time they released it this was one of the ones this and proton cannons were one of the ones that they accidentally told us were coming uh, by putting points out and this was five points how so much was three wasn't it oh, um... no it was five i think hlc uh, hlc is a four pointer is no um uh, the... missiles, I think yeah, yeah i think homing missiles is five did i download did I download the thing have you got I'm the pretty sure it was copy? three, but I'm pretty sure, so I'm clearly wrong. Could, could be any number. Take a pick. <laughs> Probably just um, pi. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, so what do you think? I I like it, um, but I don't know if it'll see play because it'll be expensive in some weird way. 
Uh, homing missiles are five as well, so I think they're they're putting them in the same uh, as homing missiles. I've just noticed that um, fifth brother had his missile slot taken off him. Oh yeah, he did, but they I gave him a cannon instead, so he could auto blaster. <laughs> I was just looking to see if you could put it on him because I thought that'd be filthy. Oh, it's fine. His ability doesn't work with auto blasters. Oh no, it does. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, you can. Um, so. Uh, oh no, you can't put this on him, but you can put this no. on people like uh, Tally. Uh, she's got a torp slot. Uh, Sabine Wren in an A-wing has a torp slot. Um, so there's a lot of kind of little what would be two die ships that with high loadout values, um, who otherwise wouldn't be able to have a real threat other than maybe sticking a procket on them or something. You could shove this on for five points, and they've got a real threat at range uh, at range one to two. Um, yeah, Sabine looks like a really good candidate for this because you're either eating a double modded four dice attack or just have a crit. So, but yeah, I don't know. Seems okay. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't think we're seeing much use of um, homing missiles as it is, except for the the fifth brother. I'm I'm interested to hear what Jordan or Matt have to say. Jordan's not on mute, so he can go first. I did unmute <laughs> myself. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to put it. It's interesting that, um, depending on the loadout value, obviously, of the new clone Z95s, but they've got that the, got the versatile frame. Um, That's a good thing, point. Matt. Which says they can equip one torpedo or missile upgrade. Um, so it might be interesting. Depending on the loadout value, it might be good for those. I mean, it's a two dice, like you said, two dice ship. Not that great. But if you're doing one guaranteed crit and it's useful in some scenarios, it might be just decent points spent just for the sake of spending points, right? I quite like to make people roll the four dice just because they're so expecting that crit to go through. Well, that's it. They'll panic, won't they, and make bad yeah. decisions. Whoa, so like, oh, you can throw it. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. You've <laughs> hit me with four dice. And a crit. Roll the bad dice. <laughs> what about yeah, you, I mean, yeah, again, I'm a bit like Ben, really. I just... Nothing. I don't know if it's just because Republic, and I'm just, I just it doesn't seem to massively kind of excite me really. But you know, as Jordan said, you're going to have to put something on there. You've got to want to put something on there. So this seems a pretty good candidate. Is this is this now the last of FFG designed stuff? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so is. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, that's cool. I'm just trying to think of, oh, they wouldn't have had scenarios potentially in mind. So it's not like they've you know, thought, oh, this would be great for salvage. Um, they just obviously just thought it would be a similar bit of to the homing missiles. Yeah, Happy coincidence, it's... isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, tell, yeah. Tell it's FFG because it's got lots of words on the card. <laughs> and I can't remember who said it. I'm not sure if it was Rich. Oh. No, go you go. I'm not sure if it was Rich or Ben that said, uh, obviously, homing missiles didn't get much usage. But is that potentially because all they did was one hit if you didn't want to roll the dice? I mean, one crit's pretty big. If it's the same points, I could see it getting used. Yeah. The, re- the range isn't quite as good, though. Ah, true. It's only one to two, isn't it? I think we'll see use in him, but uh, like, it just doesn't feel like that superstar card that we sometimes get in packs. That's all I mean when I, I'm saying I don't see much use in it. Yeah. I don't think it's that good. Go how on, much? How much more? How much left do we have from this pack? Do we? Like, has anyone taught it up and worked out? Is there? Are we missing much more? Or uh, we've still got named pilots called Shooter, Standerstiller, and Dodger. 
And let's not forget Oddball. Because <laughs> he has to be in it. <laughs> Did you say Dodger? There's actually going to be a part of called oh, Dodger. Oh, Matt, Matt, bless you. Don't take anything Liam says seriously. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a PE teacher. He'll catch up eventually. <laughs> I am so gonna I'll be like, wow, this is availability or something. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll give an AMG free content with your ideas. <laughs> Uh, we've got some more spoil. Let's go on to the um, the spoil uh, CIS uh, Rogue Class Starfighters. So these so, are the Magna Guard, aren't they? These are um, something to do with that. Um, who, who has a Magna Guard? Is it Grievous? It's, it's Grievous better. has the Magna Guard. So these are Grievous's like personal IG bodyguard thing. So IG 101. Um, so they've got the standard loadout for the Rogue Class Starfighter. So it's it's two attack five hull two shields um ig101 at the start of the system phase you may repair a face-up damage card so not bad for stopping them mm. from getting ionized uh from <laughs> random crits um it's, it's not bad just for a free thing that happens is it? it yeah if he's not very cheap though he probably won't take him yeah so he's i he's i4 um and he's 12 he, you know, points <laughs> he exists to flip. Um, he exists just to f- be able to flip those crits face down, which is handy because you know, damaged engines, uh, structural damage, things that you can't normally fix. Um, he's going to be able to flip them down. So, um, these guys do come with network calculations, though. So, um, I'm getting the impression that they're going to be useful um, because, at the very least, they can yank calculates off kind of vulture droids and stuff if you're using them um, or each other. Um, so uh, the next one is IG-102, dueling droid. Uh, while you defend, if the attacker's initiative is greater to or equal to yours, you may, I've read that the wrong way around, but you know what I mean, um, you may change <laughs> one blank result to an eyeball result. So that's... That's always got, good. Mando's got that ability with conditions, and Django's got that ability with... Con- no, he flips them the other way, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So It's yeah. always good. I like that. Initiative four again. Yeah, it'd be nicer on a slightly lower initiative ship, wouldn't it? I mean, it's a nice ace hunter, but you know, you're going after four, five, and six, so half of the initiatives um, it works on. So, and then anybody high initiative at the minute, which is what most things, because generics are overcosted with low loadout values. So, but again, it's it's not primary attack. Uh, It's just why you defend. He's going to be difficult to kill, basically, because he's always going to have an eyeball. Um, oh, it's undefended, bad in oh. an objective-based game. Yeah, it means anything's trying to hunt you down. You, you, you pretty, as long as you've got a uh, calculate token, you guarantee him one evade. Yeah, which is handy. I like the next one best. Do you want to read him out? Uh, so it's after you perform an attack that misses. You may choose one enemy ship in your bullseye and gain one depleted. If you do, that ship suffers one damage. This is this is bull something. <laughs> bull I like, I like that you, you either have to take the one damage from the attack. Like maybe maybe you shoot a ship that you know you really want to shoot the one in your bullseye, but you're like, well make a decision that it's bad either way. I quite like that. Yeah, so you know, here's the thing. You can bash, you can crash into somebody, <laughs> right? You can crash into somebody. Then you can shoot the ship that's behind them. Hmm. And then if you miss, 
you go, I'm going to do a damage to the ship I've crashed into. So he's a I mean, you can just shoot blocker. the ship in front that you bumped into as well. Yeah, and do an unmodified shot. But yeah, it's because um, he's I-1, you throw him in as a blocker pointing at things, and if they hit him, he can just damage them um, if he misses. So, you know, yay, I take one damage, or I take one damage. Cool. <laughs> you know, I, I hate unblockable damage. It's a, a massive <laughs> um, negative for me, because I know it's like it's there to keep aces in check, and, you know, like things like bombs work, but, you know, you can play around them with this. It's... Uh, you know, you can very easily avoid the bullseye of an initiative one small base ship. Yes, absolutely, you can. Um, but that then probably means that you're taking a reposition instead of a token. Um, it's just, it's giving me flashbacks to Tarani Kulda and, you know, the real gun happening <laughs> and there being literally nothing you can do about it. Um, if he liked one it, ship. But this one, yeah, at least. What um, I do like though is if people use their uh, reposition to get out of the bullseye, Sunfat can go, mate, you've just stepped out of line, get back in. What about if this has missiles and you can put cluster missiles on it? Oh, that's It won't. Well, that would be fun. Imagine. Yeah. What about, what about Matt Although, and <laughs> if, you, if you leave Great. two ships, sorry. What about Matt or Jordan? Is there any you like? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for Cad Bane, but apart from that, it, it, it all depends on the pricing. I'm nervously uh, nervously optimistic about a few, but also cautiously nervous. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, fair. about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I just look at these already and I think these just seem so much better than the... Uh... And the other abilities, you know, from the Z95s, but I know I think they're all okay, they're niche, but I think, like you said, they all add something really decent to that particular ship. So, they, you know, whatever they're going to do, it seems to be good. Okay, getting to come off might be a bit tricky, but I think on the whole, they're, they're, they're I think they're some cool abilities. I like them. And the paint, it's a great looking amazing. model. Yeah, that green one with the, the red and yellow one, it looks amazing. Yeah, I want uh, Denton to do something with one of these for me, I think. <laughs> There's a lot to be yeah. said about the craftsmanship of the ships, uh, the ships that have come out in the last... Well, just the last waves, they're getting better. The Razor Crest was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. These ones are absolutely beautiful. I'm not a fan of the Z95s, but they look good. Like, yeah, they do look it's really good. Very impressive, especially as they've seemed to have moved into these two ship sort of containers as well. That seems to have been where the quality went up. Yeah, I like the two ship containers. They should have been a thing from earlier on because the amount of times you want to buy two, but someone else just pre ordered the one. So you only get one of the two models you want. Whereas if you just pre ordered one pack, now you get two models. Hmm. It's far more beneficial from uh, a list-building perspective, I think. Yeah, I like them. I think we can... What, uh, do, you th- what, what do you think, points-wise, then, some of these? Do you think they're going to be... I mean, What's let's be honest. Let's just, let's just throw some at uh, a dartboard. Yeah. At the moment, it's there could be five points, like the Tri-Fighters... I think it they're going to be three points. 
They usually come there's in cheaper not... to make us buy them. <laughs> With this, if we look at it as a what we have now. There's nowhere with any consistency within the separatist faction where I see, right, that fits there because it's as good as this. It just doesn't fit anywhere. I think we see the Magna Guards at four. I mean, they're not quite a Mandalorian Royal Guard Fang at five, but they're not quite a Naboo Handmaiden. They're somewhere in the middle. So I think we could probably deduct four for those. But it's not good enough to be a uh, four-point ship. It takes up too much space within your total of 20 points. Well, which is why list. I think it's difficult for... <laughs> yeah, it's difficult for Separatists, I think. But that depends on its loadout value, doesn't it? And it also depends on its slots. So if this has got cannon and 20 loadout, or double missile slot and 20 loadout, and a bunch of modification slots and things, then, you know, it could be an absolute laugh. Um, about four. Um you know, and you'd be like, yeah, I'll have two of these. Thank you very much. Um, awesome value. I can turn it into a seven, eight health ship with, you know, a cannon. Hilarious. Whatever. You know, it, they have to have a way to get a three dice attack. Um, and we know they're going to at yeah. least have a cannon slot because of the, whatever it's called, the proton cannon. Um, proton cannon. So I think. I mean, whatever happens, happens, I'm interested to see what sort of shake up it has in the game and to see what, if it makes an impact at least. Yeah. Well, it's coming with a big shake-up anyway, isn't it? We're getting a full rehaul. Wow. Have they actually said that? Yeah. Somebody was watching a a Marvel Crisis Protocol paint stream at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they said (laughs) that their mum saw a different book where they said that they were definitely doing it. Didn't they confirm that they were going to do it with the... Yeah, they did. (laughs) They did. I'm being facetious. I really... I know I say it a lot, but I wish they'd just get things out better like on for spoilers wise i think they're good like on the facebook page you know they give us a little tease and then they'll tease a bit more which i'm fine with but things like that if you announce you're going to do it put it up somewhere you know just confirm whether it's happening or not yeah yeah yeah, to figure out what the uh, intricate and locking mechanism is that opens the uh the information that they're drip feeding us it, it drives community engagement because if you want to know stuff then you have to go onto their twitch streams and chat and you know that increases their twitch revenue and it increases their you know everything and yeah it's just frustrating that it's cool that if you're on twitch and you ask a question that they give you an answer and it's a useful answer and it's an honest answer it's frustrating yeah. if you don't have a time to watch you know, five Twitch streams on game systems that you're not interested in. Um, or painting. Not interested in, or painting if you're not interested in it, in order to ask a question or to know that a question's been asked. It's, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. But I think it was um, Tom Fields, and who's been on the podcast before, who, as soon as he asks questions and they answer them, screenshots them and throws them up on every Discord he's in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they, they did say on the, on the Discord where he asked the question that it, they were working on the full points overview and yeah. to come out at the, at the same time as the points for the Z95 and the Magna Guards. So. Cool. Yeah, I think, it has a, I think it has a big impact because as soon as people know already that changes are coming or things are going to happen, I just think people start to either drop off or pick up or... I mean, that's from what the impression that I get from people to talk to. They just feel like we're always forever counting down to the next change or update or thing that's going to happen and it can be they knew that it was important 
to bring it out sooner rather than later, didn't they? Especially with the state of the game as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, they I were think looking people... at it as soon as the Devcon finished. This is the shortest turnaround we've had on a points release, right? It is quite interesting, though, that a lot of <clears throat> excuse me different lists are coming out now. People are thinking that it's we're getting a change soon. Like it seems like people are more willing to experiment. You know, like like Matt's just done well with three ships, and no one would have ever done that before. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I I don't know. Like if the knee jerk from Adepticon was too quick. Um, because everybody was flying the stuff that was obviously good. Um, you know, the things that everybody looked at it and went, well, that's cheaper than it should be, or that's busted, like, you know, um, all the butter ETAs, um, or, you know, you're looking at those seven ship rebel lists, or, you know, the, the, the meme lists where people were like, what's the thing that's worth the most in old money that you can put on the table at 330 or whatever it was, Point Republic thing um, that nobody really ended up using. And everybody went straight to them. But then after that, people have moved, like almost to go, well, I've, I've, fl- I've found something good. I, I've been doing it. I'm like, I find good things, but I'm not practicing for a big tournament. So I'm just going to fly some other stuff instead, which probably isn't as good, but I just want to fly some other types of lists and different archetypes. And, by doing that, other people are finding other things that are good. And are they as good or better? We don't. We won't know until you know there's another big tournament held that um, is running them. So, you know, Matt's and three three ship victory um, down at Curtain. Um, while it is bigger than some of the smaller American system opens, um, isn't you know? <laughs> wow, isn't, isn't it? But you know what I mean. It's like. It was, you know, it was a dozen people, oh. which is a really good-sized store championship. Um, that was nicely you, slipped in. You're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know how good your three-ship list is in the broader meta until you take it to, you know, nationals or a, you know, hundred-person event or whatever. Um, and that that's always has been the fun of X-wing is where local metas collide with each other. Um, and I think for a long time, for the last couple of years during COVID, we've lost that element of it um because everybody was playing on tts so metas collided with with each other incredibly quickly um via pickup games and the online tournaments and stuff you know very very quickly find out what people were using um in different places so i'm i'm going to be really interested to see the outcome of nationals which we're going to talk about in more detail over the next couple of weeks because tim and ben are going um but yeah that's me finished. I think, on that bit I of think the um, <laughs> you I think became the, a robot really Ky- badly. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Kyber change. I think the ch- that that opening of list changes could be interesting as well. I'd be interested to see what everyone jumps on when that Kyber. There's a window, isn't there? I think when the points come. Yeah. In. So yeah, we yeah. get a week. It'd be interesting because no one has the like. Usually, people just fall back on what they used to, don't they? And this time, because it's the first point change, no, no one's got anything to. Follow. Yeah, I think people will just well, like probably like they did. I mean, where was it that they had that? Uh, they had that kind of like, was it? I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was almost the two point five dropped, and there was like immediately a like tournament somewhere. Um, it's in America, and then we saw these like kind of seven ship, you know, sort of build. So I think people will just see stuff. Crossroads. 
Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking though. It didn't sound right. It was yeah. something like that. Um, but you know, it was almost like two point five dropped, and then it was like two weeks later or something like that. There was a oh, yeah. Cherokee. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, and if you look at back in now, how much is that? The same, different. I mean, you've still got the Republic and the Rebels floating around. Mm. And they're still the majority of most uh, tournament numbers. Oh yeah, it's just you're getting the odd out. Mm. You're getting the odd outlier of different factions come in. Like, not many people play First Order. I think First Order might be the 2.5 version of Separatists in the current iteration because not many people played Separatists, but when they did, they had the best cut representation in regarding to what they made in the overall uh, percentage. So it could be one of those situations. Fair. Yeah, it'd be interesting for sure what, what happens, what happens, you know, gets drawn to, and whether we just think, oh, look, at that's a bargain, it was this, now it's this, or that's gone up huge, I'm not going to fly that anymore, like you always see in every voice change. Right, just, uh, just before we do wrap up, I'm going to give Tim a chance to talk about something. Because it was basically him that got it all sorted out, and I'm just soaking in the uh, <laughs> the merits. <laughs> yeah, so um, people may have seen a Facebook post I did a little while uh, well, last week about some cards. So uh, I was thinking a few weeks back about uh, what we used to, or what people used to do at big events, and one thing that came to mind was like sharing alt arts, and certainly you know ones that perhaps their clubs have arranged or, or individuals had arranged. And I thought as a little sort of nice thing that we could do as a sort of the podcast is uh, we spoke to uh, Michael Upton uh, from Vector Squadron Creative and asked him if uh, he could do us an Obi-Wan card that was essentially Tatooine themed. So I had an idea in my mind what I wanted to look at or look like. So it's his sort of, he has like a sort of silhouette type sort of scheme that he uses for his cards. And I think it's come out really well. Um, you know, you've got the sort of the you know sort of bit of line detail of everyone is blue lightsaber, and then you've got the sort of the, the desert, the Tatooine suns, and Jabba's palace. Um, so it's come out really well. Uh, there is a Delta Seven uh, variant, and there is the uh, ETA uh, or ETA variant. And uh, me, Ben, and Liam will have one of each uh, or one sorry, um, for our opponents. Um, and then me and Ben are also going to have with us, uh, I will have 50 of the ETA versions and Ben will have 50 of the Delta 7 versions. And what we'd like to do is the Obi-Wan Stop Swap Shop, which essentially is, uh, if you want one, come and swap an alt art with us. And it could be absolutely any alt art you like. If you've got a club alt art or if you've got know one that you've collected from somewhere it may be a generic ffg one from a games night kit or something like that uh it will be limited to one per person so i don't want someone coming up with like you know 30 of their alt arts expecting to be able to take take 30 of ours away um because we we do want this to um you know stretch across the you know the event and unfortunately 50 uh is probably enough for the event but that's more for the uh i think the late notice and 2.5 and all the, and all the other things like expo tax you have to pay um and we will be keeping back about 30 odd of each for the club 
So if you come to any Sift Taker events over the next year, there's a strong chance you'll be able to win one. And maybe one or two will creep out into the wild um, when, you know, one of us attends events or something. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's what we've got. And, um, um, yeah, quite looking forward to Games Expo and um, seeing uh, what trouble we can get up to. <laughs> Uh, just to point out, it will be with Tim and Ben because last time I had all tots to give out, uh, I sat on them and crumpled them all up. So, well, you yeah, can, you can have a few, you, can, you can have a few for your opponents, and I'm sure your opponents will now know that you have them, and they will ask you for the old tot. And they might be possibly bum crushed. Yes, <laughs> smell like potatoes. <laughs> or chewed on. <laughs> Put them into your figure case or something like that. <laughs> no, I don't want to spend my fingers just, go. Just no, just no. But no, that's it. I mean, I think so. Um, I'm off down to Excelsior Comics in Bristol next week uh, or next weekend, and uh, so we'll be chatting about that next week and possibly doing a bit of um, sort of premier level event prep. You know what what players should be thinking about, um, and then week after, I guess is. Free expo chat slash new points, possibly. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think new points are good. Um, obviously, it might. It, it all depends when they drop. You know, if they drop on or before the twenty fifth, then sure, we use that for games expo. Um, my, I'll be slightly annoyed if they drop, like, you know, like the Thursday before games expo. I Is hope it? they drop the twenty fourth, so your list's gone and you're sad. No, but but, but but I won't be sad because I'll still find something else. It's you know di it's different filth. But what what, <laughs> what what will be really annoying is taking a a, a list that is then probably illegal. Yeah. Um, not illegal, but you know what I mean. So it's like yeah, yeah. not not relevant. Um, and so part of my brain will be thinking about new points, and and then I need to remember you know go and play with that and. I, I'm I'm always a massive advocate of playing the most recent points, but equally I understand the logistics, and I'm one of the players that would have, you know, would have been a bit of a pain if it's like you know the weekend before, you know, <laughs> suddenly trying to work out if I can what list I want to take and can I get a bit of practice in because I mean that's one thing I that's the reason I've been taking my the well, I say my list Nathan's list, um, you know, at the moment is because that's what I thought I'd take to Games Expo. And that's why I'm taking it to any and all events, club nights and playing it online because I want to get the practice in. Um, and points are needed. Absolutely. Um, You've got to mention that you are also a bad man. Uh, I am only a bad man when uh, <laughs> there's swag to win. <laughs> and then I give away that swag to other people. So am I really... Am I, just, am I not just like Robin Hood? I mean, you have to pay for the privilege for it to be given to you. Or what people have to pay to, to come, come to, to your event, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> you can pay 10 pounds and get an Enigma War Gaming ship, that seems, yeah, terrible. Yeah, it seems pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two of those to give away this time. Ooh. One's a fang, I might actually turn up to the next one. Well, you don't have to, we won't be sad if you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we, uh, shall we call it there then? and. Has anyone got any shout-outs? I'll start with Jordan. 
Uh, yeah, actually, a couple. Uh, nice, easy one. So, Exile Squadron uh, at Firestorm Games in Newport have got their May tournament on the 28th of the 5th. Um, that looks like it's going to be really good. Fair play to Dylan Jones. Got loads of uh, really good swag on the line, so check that out. And a big, big thank you to Ryan Coyle, uh, who's eccentric on Instagram, for uh, recently doing me a uh, Mandalorian commission of the Razor Crest. Uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. If you want to see photos, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? Have you got any shout outs? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, obviously, shout out to Curtain Games, where we uh, did the event. It was a fantastic venue. You can ever get yourself down here. It's definitely worth a trip. Uh, my local squadron, the Intrepid Gamers Club, IGC in Bridgewater, um, and all my opponents that obviously played as well on on the day. So that's me. Uh, anything from you, Rich? Uh, I'm going to shout out the Resist Tank because Matt forgot and they'll be raging with him um, <laughs> because he stole his list off them um, once again. And, borrowed. Um, yeah, borrowed. Sorry, collaboratively designed, let's say. Uh, <laughs> he's put himself on mute now, so he's not even given himself right of reply. That was business um, talk, that, weren't it, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but um, that, that's about it um, for me. I've, I've been quite uh, disconnected um, from X-Wing this last week. So we'll I see. thought you might have had a bit of a sore throat from all that talking last week. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> what about you, Liam? I've got one, well, I'm going to shout out Boarding Brum, but I'm also going to shout out uh, Jake Ridgely, who, but he, it was a two-hour jaunt for him, uh, and he came all the way up, and uh, he got to fly some plastic spaceships and said he really enjoyed it and come come up again. Uh, shout out to Jordan, because he won, uh, because I wasn't playing. Ah. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Scott again for Kyber. Cool. Well, it's um, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Jordan. See you. Goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Matt. Bye. Goodbye from Rich. Toodles. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you all next time. You're telling the story, or am I? I'm sorry, maybe that go wrong. Bruno says it looks like rain. Why did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. I'm like a the umbrella.